And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hey everyone, it's Carrington here with Real Dudes Podcast, and today we have a special guest uh, with us, and with us we have David. David, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing, man? Uh, not too bad, not too bad. A little tired, but I'm here, you know? <laughs> So why don't you start off by telling us a little about uh, yourself and maybe some uh, interesting facts about um, about you and, and why you're here today? Well, uh, <laughs> I'm from Oklahoma. Uh, I've been creating a tabletop RPG for a couple months now, and I got a pretty decent sized group in Ohio to uh, play test, and. Uh, that's, that's really about it. I'm here to talk about my game and hopefully enlighten the viewers and the uh, interviewer about what I'm doing. Oh, great. Awesome. And uh, yeah, I've certainly heard about it through uh, one of the members in your little group. And it sounds, so far uh, at least, it sounds like it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a big hit between that little group of yours. Um, so if you don't mind, um, could you tell us a little bit about the game itself and the name uh, of the game as well? The name of the game is Mythical Might. Uh, it's definitely a tabletop RPG, so uh, mm-hmm. the system mechanics are dice-based. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, games like D&D and Pathfinder, you'll find yourself rolling a d20. In my system, you'll be rolling 4d6 frequently. Um, uh, I handle magic differently. My combat uh, is pretty stock. I... It's turn-based, mm-hmm. and um, really the, the biggest difference, I would say, between my game and leading competitors is its uh, accessibility. Okay, and why is that? I have a, an extreme emphasis on customization. Okay. And uh, whether it be from races to what your character can do, I'm building a set of guidelines to follow to them. Okay. So it really, and what that allows for is uh, just a dynamic that you can't really achieve with any other tabletop RPG out there so far. Because you're, no matter who you play with, there's always going to be somebody with a different idea. And depending on how they express that idea, Rule-wise, it's going to be different. Right. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So you can create your own uh, abilities and whatnot. And because of that, you can really just create your character from the ground up Mm -hmm. and truly make it yours. So if you don't mind, could you go into a little bit how you're able to make these guidelines? Because a lot of of times um, when you're creating a character, you know, it's very specific. like if you're going to be a mage, you have these strict set of rules and things like that. So when it comes to customizing your character in your game, um, how do you really focus in on these guidelines? Um, what kind of guidelines do you have? Um, 
really, uh, I'm, I'm dabbling because it is still in the works. Right. And uh, at this moment, I'm dabbling with a point system, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so initially, you're going to allocate points to make your character more dexterous or strength-based. And like you said, how in other games you stat your character to be like a mage user or a, a fighter. In this game, you're kind of automatically all around. Okay. Um, uh, and it's depending on where you put your stats is what you are. It's, it's really hard to explain, I guess. But with the abilities and whatnot, these guidelines... They're they're based on what I man. I'm sorry. It's uh hard to put this into words. It's okay. Uh, if I were to, um, if you don't mind, if I could somehow illustrate it, uh, the best guess I could be was something like uh, Elder Scrolls, maybe Morrowind, or oh, I'll, say, I'll say Skyrim. Something like Skyrim, where maybe if you wanted to be an archer or a mage or a fighter, you would put skills into those things, but. If you wanted to be all three, you could, but it would just take time. Um, is your system somewhat similar to that kind of thing, but in a tabletop form? In fact, it's very similar. Okay. That, uh, that is true, yeah. And um, from what I've been told from the people who are uh, friends of mine who are uh, tabletop first, mm-hmm. when they uh, when they play it, they say it plays a lot like a, a lot more like a video game than it does a tabletop RPG, which I take as a compliment because that means it's more accessible. Right, right. Um, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really awesome. Um, so what inspired you to make this game? Uh, what gave you the idea and what ultimately what pushed you to do it? Man, uh, well, I've always enjoyed, uh, making games and whatnot, but it didn't really come to fruition until, I watched a video on YouTube by a small YouTube channel called Esper the Bard, Mm -hmm. and he really opened my eyes to the possibilities of Dungeons and Dragons. And I really, it inspired me to the point where I wanted to make something like that or of equal value um, and just change the game completely. Man, that's that's really awesome. Um, I I know myself, uh, I've tried creating a game, and it's well, I've tried creating a video game, and it is a big task. I can only imagine the scope that you have uh, right now with your game. And I, I initially, I did. I, uh, I tried to start with video games, and I, I'm sure I ran into a similar problem with you. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it really does. Video games in particular take a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. While with tabletop RPGs and board games, for that matter, are a lot more... Um, I would say easier to manufacture and create okay. because you're not because with video games you need different facets like a coder you need somebody who does 3D models mm-hmm. things of that nature while with tabletop RPGs it's very tactile um, it, tabletop RPG really is essentially a board game just in the minds of the players instead of on an actual board that's true so how long has this been in development uh, total, uh, would you say? I would say I started it towards the end of my senior year in high school. And uh, it's been a off-and-on project because I've been busy getting co- getting ready for college um, for about, I would say, five, six months. Oh, man. That's awesome. Hey man, just whatever you need to do, just try and keep at it. You know, just just keep at it. it I, you know, I, 
I would love to see this and play this myself and with my group of friends. They would they would die for something like this. <laughs> so we are ultimately a video game podcast. So would you consider yourself a, a gamer? Oh, for sure. So Definitely. now that, now that I know you're a gamer, uh, where would you say are your favorite games? Um, that's just over the years. It does. It can be anything from the time you were a kid to now. Uh, what's something that had a huge impact on your life? Man, are we talking genre or video game specific? Um, anything. Just video game specific. We'll just stick it with video games right now. Um, okay. It doesn't have to be a particular genre. I know it's a big open question uh, right now, and it can be a little hard uh, sometimes. I I would have to say the Fallout series has had the biggest impact on my on me being a game. Uh, is there a particular uh, Fallout that's your favorite? Oh, oh man! I, well, I started with three, so okay. I have the best relationship with three. Yes. Hey, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, Bethesda does a good job with their worlds, and certainly their. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's uh, Elder Scrolls or, or Fallout. I mean. They, they built some great worlds. Now, did Fallout have any, say, inspiration, or did you grab anything from Fallout, per se, uh, to incorporate into your game? Well, I was dabbling with some mechanics from Fallout, mm-hmm. like uh, much like the crippling system in Fallout, where if you targeted a body part, enough um, it would cripple it mm-hmm. I was going to initially implement that and make it one of the fundamental features of mythical might but upon further inspection I realized it would overcomplicate things and really just drag things down to a crawl in combat because you want combat to flow very smoothly um, you don't want it to be very choppy right. if you will fair enough uh, so I take it that the, that mechanics no longer there at the moment <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so I'm going to go back to, to Mythical Might now. Um, could you give us um, some more insight into the world itself? Like, could you give our listeners basically uh, like like the setting and maybe the kind of different uh, races you can find uh, in your world and maybe just a, a brief history on the world itself, if you could? Okay. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um well, and here's the thing is, uh, and at least in my game, I heavily promote you creating your own world mm-hmm. for your uh, players to adventure through. But I do have a stock world that uh, a lot of people have taken very kindly to. Okay. And basically, a hundred universes have collapsed into a singularity. And that sounds a little daunting at first. But uh, with this unstable world, uh, this unstable new world, you can have infinite possibilities. So, in this new land, there are three kingdoms, if you will, united. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are all ruled by the civilized races. The civilized races being your stock. So, like, if you were to play Skyrim during your character customization, you would have those stock races, right. correct? Mm-hmm. And that's just for quick play. If you just want to pick it up, pick a race, create a class, bam. Um, however, I do have the option to create your own race. And this coincides with the idea of the universal collapse. Because there's so many possibilities of what universes collapsed with what, you can literally create whatever you want. Man, that's, that sounds overwhelming, but very intriguing at the same time. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Well, with the uh, the guidelines put in place, you still have you can create anything. I should rephrase that. Okay. You can create anything that can fall within the system's mechanics. It's not like you can create a stormtrooper with laser weapons right. because he would just tunnel through everything. Mm-hmm. That makes sense too. Um, could you also give us maybe a small brief look into the world that you've created with your group that you're playing with uh, so that way maybe we can get um, a feel for how things are going? Well, uh, the last group I played with was in Ohio uh, with that player that you talked to. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was it's pretty much my stock uh, storyline that I set up for every group that I start with. There's a king. His name's King Britain. He's very powerful. He's kind of a, an a-hole. But um, upon further inspection, you realize the pressure he's under because he doesn't have an army. Mm-hmm. He literally is not only the king, but the army himself. And with further inspection, you can really, they, the players themselves immerse themselves in this crime-ridden streets. But when approaching Britain himself, he is fundamentally keeping the people safe. So they're really at this crossroads, or they were at the time before they fought the king, um, between siding with him or going against him. Wow. Um, that sounds uh, sounds like a lot of fun to try and uh, like play through and and try and see where that where that leads. Uh, just for as people, you know, as a normal player myself. Um, so, on the subject of tabletop RPGs, are there any other ones that you've played uh, over the years, uh, growing up? Well, I had I had my attempt at Pathfinder. That's for sure. <laughs> okay. Um, I sat down and I, I went to play it, and I ended up playing it a little bit. Me and my friends got a starter kit. However, when I played it, I was thinking of Mythical Might at the time, and I was trying to perhaps take some mechanics and rework them, possibly. But I realized that Pathfinder can seem kind of daunting. Mm-hmm. The character sheet is muddled with um, all sorts of abilities and whatnot, and it's a very clean design, but it is just overworked with how many points you can put into something and whatnot. Which precision is key for, for what you can do, but if you overload your players, for me at least, it kind of turned me off to the game itself. So I strive to make things as simple and as free as possible while maintaining a uh, decent and strict but lenient rule set. Wow. All right. Um... See, I've never played Pathfinder myself, so I, I, I don't know what it's like. Uh, me personally, the only tabletop RPG I've played so far is Star Wars: Edge of the Empire, and oh wow, it's very different uh, than normal uh, tabletop RPGs because it's more narrative than other RPGs, and it discourages uh, certain things uh, like, um, like using. Uh, figurines and a map uh do you use uh, figurines and a map with yours or is it completely all uh in the players heads kind of thing well um that group i played with in ohio they're my play testers at this point mm-hmm. and i'm having this back and forth with them and my initial design was a, a grid-based tile set with miniatures okay 
But talking to them, they rarely use miniatures, even though that some of the rules are kind of spatial specific. Mm-hmm. You can just kind of tell where your character stands uh, opposing your enemy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. So I'm starting to build the game where you don't really need miniatures or um, a board. Um, if you were to ever use miniatures, it would be more for uh, where your character stands to your enemy. Okay. So it, and it can be even chess pieces. You just need a, a gentle representation of where your character stands. That makes sense. Aside, mm-hmm. I was going to say that makes sense. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, could you talk a little bit more about the decision to go from a D20 to, what was it, four D6s you said? Yes. Uh, why would you do that as opposed to just a, a D20? Well, uh, your your D twenty system has been done to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is your prototypical tabletop system. So I was thinking, um, perhaps changing up variability with dice alone would fix it up. Not to mention, uh, and most other RPGs, or at least traditional tabletop RPGs, um, you're not only going to see a D twenty, you're going to see a D eight, you're going to see a D twelve, things of that matter. While my system is strictly D6s. Okay. And what that allows for is for, I mean, somebody who isn't well-versed in the tabletop game knows what a six-sided die is. Right. And they don't have to look at this 20-sided die and, you know, be confused. You know, um, I'm not saying they'd be confused and befuddled by this magical die. (laughs) But, you know, your normal person off the street who doesn't play games at all seeing a d20 would kind of strike them off but if you introduce them to a game with strictly six-sided dice i feel like it would be easier for them to digest the gameplay you know that's actually a very very smart uh decision because um i know exactly what you mean because uh when i first started getting to tabletop role-playing games 20-sided die didn't look it looked so different i'm like how do you read this and then and then after a while you get used to it but i know exactly what you mean uh from just a perspective that uh i've never played until a year ago uh any tabletop rpgs so um just one last question real quick are you playing anything right now as far as board games or video games that you would like to uh you know that you're really into um I was in Fury for a while. It's this uh, indie game, F-U-R-I. Mm-hmm. It's a, a bullet hell um, brawler, and it's a great game. I... <laughs> nice, I'll check it out. And the, and the, the reason why I asked, uh, too, is because uh, this episode is about indie games itself. Uh, so I'm, oh, glad, wow. I'm glad you brought up um, an indie game, uh, and we'll certainly check it out and promote that as well. So, Fantastic. Awesome. And we're about to play No Man's Sky when it comes out on PC, so we're excited about that. Speaking of indie games. Um, so real quick before we head out, um, mm-hmm. are there any – would you like to tell our audience uh, how they can reach you, either through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, anything like that, or email? Um, I have an Instagram called uh, God Emperor of Mankind, and – at Facebook, uh, at David Stinson. Okay. Uh, you heard it here, folks. If you want to 
uh, hear more about uh, Mythical Might, uh, follow David on Instagram or Facebook, and he will certainly uh, get back to you. Well, that's all uh, we have for today. As always, have a rad day. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.